Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. This is episode 14 of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I'm speaking with the brilliant and insightful Julien Lefort of Creative Minds Unleashed. Julien shares his journey from France to the UK to Romania and how he decided to become a coach. He talks a lot about how taking a step, no matter how seemingly small, can make all the difference in the world, and how at the end of the day, you've got to figure out what energizes you so you can tap into that energy to support you in doing what doesn't come naturally for you. You will not want to miss when he tells the story about how he tackles the have-to tasks with creativity and how that builds his energy up rather than depleting it. He shares how to create a counterbalance in order to get stuff done so he can spend more time doing what he loves. Julien has a knack for seeing gaps and filling them from the perspective of what has worked for him, adjusted and fine-tuned with feedback from his clients. This is something every entrepreneur needs to hear so you can go forward and create momentum. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Julien Lefort and his amazing journey. Julien, thank you so much for coming today. I'm so excited to see you and and share your journey with our listeners. My my pleasure. Very excited as well to be here. You know, we connected what a few months ago through LinkedIn, right? Through LinkedIn. Yes. And yeah. that's where I make a lot of connections. So for people who are, you know, listening who might not spend a lot of time there, you can make really high quality connections on LinkedIn and people expect, I think, to have conversations and to get to know one another. That's been my experience there. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to share what you do with people, especially for the creatives who might be listening who you know, maybe have some impression that they're supposed to go along a certain way. I feel like you're, you're going to be able to kind of crack that and break it down for them. So I'm excited, really excited to share that. Same. Yay. Good. So before we start rocking, where are you located? I'm located actually in a, in a small city in Romania called Cloj-Napoca. It's in the heart of Transylvania been here for over eight years now, actually. Mm-hmm. So I'm originally from France. I moved from France to the UK. And then eight years ago, I moved to, to Cluj-Napoca. It's pretty cold at the moment. There is snow. It's been snowing for the last few days. So it's very white and pretty. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful place because Cluj-Napoca has that, um, that very young feel. It's a, it's a big university town. So you have a, a lot of young people. It has a lot of internationals as well. So it has that nice balance between all these, while at the same time being very human-sized, I think. Mm. So that's where I am. And I'm at home in my office 
nice and warm and comfy. Yes, so you can look out at the snow and admire it from a distance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm not a huge fan of being cold, but I love snow. I always feel like it creates this peace and tranquility and mm. like an opportunity to just be still. That's pretty lovely. Yeah, I, I love snow as well. Actually, one of my uh, requests every year for my birthday, which is early December, is to have snow, which mm. unfortunately doesn't happen these days <laughs> anymore. Uh, it's a bit too early, I think, in winter to to get snow, but this is what I want. I want snow for my birthday. Yeah, well, you could just keep celebrating your birthday till the snow comes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so how did you end up in Romania, from France to UK to Romania? Well, so that's a very good question, actually. So I ended up in Romania through an organization I was working with at the time. So I moved to London and joined a company I was working for, for about 12 years, almost a little bit less, actually. And at the time, so about eight years ago, they opened an office in Romania. And what was interesting, actually, and that's probably part of what I was doing as well, is that the company has a very, very strong culture. From its founders, it was founded about 20 years ago, and the culture has always been something very important in the company. And I've been in learning and development for the last 15 years, roughly. And as part of that, obviously, the whole culture or organizational culture was an important part of my role as well. And so at the time, my CEO said, look, I think you would be a good person to go there because we want to have that culture brought to the people we're going to hire in Romania as well. We want them to feel the same, whether they're in Romania or in Singapore or in the US or in the UK. And you would be a good person to do that. So that's how I ended up actually coming here at first mm -hmm. to really help with bringing that culture. And as part of that as well, my role evolved and we created actually um, an academy where everyone who would join the company would actually be sent to Romania and we would train them for two weeks on obviously things related to the company, but as well like soft skills and everything that they needed to know to be able to start their journey with the company. So this was one of the things I was working on as well for, for a while at the beginning. It sounds like a pretty good company. I mean, to be that invested in training people and developing them, mm. we don't always see that, you know, in companies. Yeah. No, that's very true. And actually, it's uh, it it was indeed always, and it is still, um, I suppose. I mean, I don't I haven't been with them for a while now, but it has always been something very important. How do we care for people? And it was part, actually, of the values. How do we maximize people's potential as well and help them thrive and, and strive for the best when they're joining all the way to the end of their career, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I think one of the things we, we kept saying is we want you to have your entire career within this company if that's the choice you want to make. So we're going to make everything we can to make sure it can happen. Wow, that talk about a commitment, right? <laughs> Being very <Yes>. intentional. <laughs> yes, Did yes. you, were you a coach at the time? Like, had you done a coaching certification or, because it sounds like you're, you know, very committed to helping people grow and, and become mm. their best. No, I started, so I've always been in the, the kind of the HR field. Mm -hmm. um, I started a little bit in recruitment and I moved very quickly into learning and development, mostly training. I did a lot of soft skills training and leadership towards the end, but I was not a coach. 
interestingly enough, actually, during my university studies, I we I went for a conference and I met a few coaches. And that's the time, I think, when I told myself, one day I will become a coach. Mm. But it only happened much, much later, actually. I was still in the company when I started actually my coach training and I I started developing these skills. And for me, it was a very natural path to take because, and I always have that image, actually, I when I talk about it, is for me, learning and development and training is how do you help people um, go from being a rough diamond to being mm. a polished diamond? So that's what I help them with. But coaching is taking it to the next level where I take that more polished diamond and I make them shine their true colors. Mm. So it's very much linked and it was a, a, a natural continuity for me, but it only happened actually a little bit later indeed. Okay. So you you worked with this organization, you developed people, you definitely developed the skill set and tapped into probably what I would say is your genius, right? Like or your greatest strengths. Yes. And you now work with creatives as a coach, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. So when did you decide, did you make a decision to take the leap of faith or did you start building it on the side? Like how did you transition from being employed to having your own business? Actually, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very interesting question here because it took a little bit of time, even from the moment I started becoming a coach to working with creatives. Um, that took as well a little bit of time and, and discovery in the journey. And what happened basically is that, so I, start, I started the coaching because I felt it was something that really suited me well and indeed was using my strength. But what really happened is that probably about two or three years after I started, two things happened really. The first one is I had to stay at work for a meeting that I couldn't reschedule. And I ended up missing a very important event in my daughter's life. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a wife and two daughters that I love spending time with. But that time, even though my company actually was a very flexible company, there was that one meeting that I just couldn't reschedule. And my daughter was receiving a certificate at school. She was, I think, four and a half or five at the time. So it was a big deal for her and it was a big deal for me as well. And mm -hmm. I couldn't attend it. The second thing is, even though it was a great company to work for, I did feel a little bit stuck at work and I was not fully using my creativity. And I was somehow a bit restricted by the system I was in. It was new projects, but deep, Inside that, those projects, I was still doing the same things over and over again. And I was not using that creativity as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And that's the moment when I took that leap of faith and I decided, okay, it's time for me to just go and set up my own business. If I have to work full on a Saturday and a Sunday, because I've decided to spend the whole afternoon with my daughter on Friday, well, at least that's my decision to take. Mm -hmm. And I can do it because I want to do it. So that's one thing I wanted to do. So I started in terms of the coaching. I was working a lot with strength, resilience to start with. And then a weird thing happened is that I started having clients in creative industries, first of all. And also I started working with coaches quite a lot. So in the last couple of years, I had these profiles of clients that started coming to me that made me think there is probably something inside me that attracts these kind of people. And that's when I actually switched a little bit towards helping creative entrepreneurs, helping coaches as well, 
develop their own business. Mm-hmm. So it took a bit of time. I think at the beginning, actually, interestingly enough, I, I tried a little bit of everything. I worked with different people. I didn't have a niche. Then I tried one niche and then I tried another niche. And I think part of me as well in, of my creativity is I had so many ideas and I wanted to help <laughs> so many people that I was going in different directions and trying out and seeing what works, what doesn't work. What is what do I like actually also because that was something that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried a few things until I naturally discovered the way and the people I really wanted to help and support. I think that's a really important point to draw out for our listeners that you may not, you may hear from gurus, you got to choose one thing, choose one thing. But if you don't know what that thing is yet or that area or that niche, try mm-hmm. things on for size, try it on. I have had a similar experience. You know, I started kind of thinking I could just be a life coach. I quickly learned that life coaching wasn't exactly where it was at for me, that I really missed being, my background's in operations. So I really missed being involved in business on the business side Mm -hmm. of things. And so, you know, I did sort of life coaching for a while and then I moved a little bit more toward business. And over the years, a lot of doctors just kept coming to me, doctors in private practice. And I only recently, like in the last two months or so really understood why, (laughs) right? That there's something inside of me and it's that holistic approach and all of those things that are, you know, I have this business background, but I look at things from a much more global perspective and that my clients are looking for that. And so, Mm. you know, it's okay if you're not really sure where you're headed, as long as you choose a direction, you can start moving, right? Because momentum is really our friend and it's okay to shift it's important to shift anyway, but it's really okay even to take a sharp right turn. You know, mm-hmm. I moved way away from life coaching and went straight into business entrepreneur coaching and, and consulting. Just like no more life coaching. That was just not, I don't think I'm as effective at that as I am with business coaching. So that's where we need to be, no, I right? totally agree. And I think, yeah. I think the lesson here is that, I mean, it's, it's almost as if saying that there's only one thing we can like. Mm-hmm. It's we all have different things we like for different reasons and different strengths and different characteristics and things we enjoy doing. And yeah, you're right. Sometimes, sometimes we do need to, to, to focus on something because if we do too many things at once, we're going to end up maybe not doing anything right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean indeed that that one thing is the one thing that we need to do. Yeah. So it, it is indeed about trying and, and learning from what worked, what didn't work, and then actually maybe discovering there's there are other things we enjoy even more that we didn't think about before. Absolutely. And, and even so, a couple of things to point out as well, you can choose a niche and still serve people outside of that niche because there might be characteristics yeah. about those kinds of clients that come to you. I was working with a mentee and he was really struggling with coming up with his ideal client sort of avatar. Mm. And because he you know, got some advice from somebody to choose a niche. And he's like, I don't know what that niche is. And I said, well, every time we talk, you're telling me that you love working with people who are purpose-driven. It's it's not the pur- the purpose, it's that it's a purpose and that they're very connected to their values. So these are purpose-driven, value-driven people. These are organizations that are out there making a change. Yes, they are profitable. And yes, people are getting wealthy, but they also do great things in their in their local communities and they're involved in other initiatives. And that, that's his niche. That's it. And yeah. so it's, it's not industry specific. I think this is really important to, to draw that connection. So I serve a lot of 
doctors in private practice and have over the years. However, one of my favorite clients right now owns an accounting firm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another is a, a fitness and nutrition person. Why? Values and purpose, because I have a very similar desire. Yes, I focus you know, my greater efforts on building my business in, um, in the medical arena. But mm-hmm. really, if there's a connection and we can connect on purpose and values, then we can work together. So for people who are, you know, kind of struggling with that, just try a whole bunch of things on first and see what happens. You'll start to notice patterns and of who and, comes and, to and you I think and who you the, enjoy the, with. The, the important point is to, to, to just go and do it. Yes. Um, I think yeah. so many times you, we, we see entrepreneurs, and I've been in the same situation as well, where you're thinking, okay, it's not good enough yet, or I'm not ready yet, and I should not start but actually, I think there is nothing worse than staying still at the end of the day and not yeah. moving forward. So actually taking that first step, even if it's in the possibly in the wrong direction in some ways, is yeah. still better than, than not taking any steps forward. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I was reading, I think it was in The Prosperous Coach, mm. where I'm pretty sure it was in that book. And if and even if you're not a coach, this is a fantastic book because it's so much about mindset, right? It just do the thing. And one of the things yeah. he was saying is like, he started his business. He didn't have a social media. He didn't have a website. He didn't really have a plan. He just started talking to people. And likewise, I mean, I wasn't even planning on being a coach. <laughs> like had people keep telling me I should be a coach. And I wouldn't suggest quitting your job with no plan, right? But if you want to just try things on, just start doing it. Because mm-hmm. doing it will inform you. You know, when I when I decided to do this podcast, I started with interviews rather than the artwork and the mm-hmm. all the other technical stuff. I started with just talking to people about it and then started doing interviews. I did not have artwork until three weeks before, no, not even three weeks, like 10 days before launch. The artwork came, right? It came, yep. it came by me hiring somebody, but I didn't have a vision for it until I had done a few interviews. So sometimes we don't know what our website needs to look like. We get really stuck in those details, I guess is what I'm really yes. trying to get down to. Yeah, so yeah, just do the thing, just start. Yeah. Is that how you did it? You just decided, all right, here I go. <laughs> start yes, working with was, some people. It, 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 was, it was a very interesting experience actually leaving my, my full-time job because I'm, I think I'm a person who is, who takes risks easily. Mm. Um, but then I have my wife who is probably the complete opposite and he's, he's always reticent in, in taking those risks. And then actually what made that click is when she changed her mind and she said, no, I can see that it's not right for you where you are right now. You should go and do it. And that was the push. And pretty much the next day, I think I went to, to my HR team and to my boss and I said, here is my resignation letter. I'm moving on. Wow. And yes, at first I I just went on and connected with some people that, that I knew and I started coaching some people and then see, okay, what did I enjoy? What it was not really the, maybe the type of topics that I was enjoying or, and step by step like this, I, I, I move forward, but mm. it was doing something. Yeah. It was going in, in a direction because at the end of the day, even again, if it's not exactly the right direction, you still learn a lot from it as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's what was important to me is I at least learned that this is not what I want to do, or I learned that this is not the type of people I want to work with, but that has given me answers on the way. 
Right. Because you don't know, we don't know what we don't know. And so when we have an experience, we can learn from it, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's always learning. And if we look at it that way, I mean, that's really from that growth mindset, right? Okay. So what am I learning Mm -hmm. here? What's working? What's not working? What could I, what could I duplicate and use over and over again that is working until maybe it's not as effective and then we make some adjustments to that but it is you know it's constant course correction it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be we don't always have to make a radical shift sometimes it's just a matter of going yeah you know fine tuning i've fine tuned yep. over the years i mean my business looks very different today than it did almost 11 years ago when i started so i i have a very very good example actually at the moment about something that i haven't done which i should have done because a lot of the clients i work with they were people that I connected directly with through mm. networking, social media sometimes, friends, recommendations, and so on. But it was I was always kind of selling my skills and what I could do as a coach. Um, one thing that I haven't done is to actually grow my social media followers, for example. We talked mm. a little bit about that. This is not something I ever really enjoyed. And I don't always enjoy it day in, day out still now because it, it takes a lot of time. And right now, actually, I'm launching a product that is purely not about my skills. It's really a product that I need to promote out there. And the best way to do it is through social media. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing now is I'm spending a lot of time working on growing that social media following, which if I had started 10 years ago by adding even like one person a day, I would be in a very different place now. Mm -hmm. I would have a, a very different number of followers and that would have a huge impact on what I'm doing right now. So obviously now I'm doing it differently because I, I didn't do it at the time. But for me, it was, it was something that came to my mind where I thought, but if I had just moved away from that fear of saying, oh, I don't really want to do it or I don't really know how to move forward with that whole social media that is a bit alien to me. (laughs) If I had just done that one small step, it would have had a big impact right now. So I think it's that that, that's the lesson here is that one small step actually can make a difference in, in the very long term as well. Yeah. I don't know if you do this, but I will sometimes talk myself out of things because I think that, because my vision is so big. And so I think that it, I'm supposed to be able to just like jump out into outer space and be big <laughs> mm-hmm. when yep. really it's, you know, if when you take a step, you take another step, you take another step and it builds and builds and builds. And then there's kind of like this compound effect, kind of like when we save money, exactly. you know, that interest yep. starts to, that compound interest starts to work. Life is like that. You know, it's like working out. If you're, if you're trying to get in shape, you start by moving your body. You move a little bit more. You add some things. You keep going, you keep going. And then poof, six or eight weeks later, you actually see a difference, right? Yes. And then you keep going. Life is like that. Growing your social media is like that. I think that we, for those of us who are, are thinkers, so, you know, all my thinkers raise our hands here. You know, it's okay if you just keep one hand on the wheel if you're listening while you're driving. Like we're we can think ourselves out of things by expecting yes. something big, but really it's about taking a step, right? And it doesn't, I, I despise the phrase baby steps. It just rubs me the wrong way. And I think in part because it serves to diminish the progress that we're making. To me, it's incremental progress. So every single mm-hmm. step is taking us closer to where we want to be. And there is, for those of us who have experienced watching people seem to suddenly explode onto the scene, they've been building behind the scenes forever and ever and ever. Like yes. anybody who looks like an overnight success and doesn't 
disclose that they've been working at it for a couple of years, maybe it doesn't deserve to be in the limelight. <laughs> you know, so we no, want to... I was listening to someone yeah. the other day, it was the same, I, a very successful entrepreneur. And then I, I didn't really know him well. I mean, I had heard of him. And then he's talking about a story when he started and he goes, oh yeah, I started 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's that he started 20 years ago. So he's successful now. And for me, it felt like he started a couple of years ago and he's been extremely successful. But no, actually, we forget that there's a lot of work that has happened in the background. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is, you know... I think, you know, to not to not to knock social media, but as as somebody I spoke with recently said, you know, we see people's highlight reels on social media. So we're not seeing the slog behind the scenes. And the thing is, is if you love what you do, it won't feel like work. So you're willing to put it in. So, yep. you know, it's not, I don't mean to be like work and work and work until you give yourself, you know, adrenal fatigue and you get sick. That's not what we're talking about, but you are putting it in. Like we are taking the steps and chipping away at it and having mm-hmm. the conversations and building our networks and trial and error and trial and error and trial and error, 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 failure, success. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it just takes time. And yes. sometimes it can take, you know, a short amount of time but it still takes time. It's not like you're going to do your first launch and all of a sudden have a six-figure or seven-figure launch. I don't. I, I mean, unless you've got a massive machine of funding and whatnot behind you, right? You still have to build it. So where are you... What are you doing now with people? Because I know you have some, some automated evergreen-type products and you do some one-on-one mm. coaching, correct? Yes. So interestingly enough, actually, the... Um, all the things that I do that are maybe a bit more automated or a bit more self-paced, I would say, are really for me to be able to do more of the one-to-one because I, I love mm-hmm. the one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's very time-consuming, but it's very rewarding as well. And I think at the end of the day, this is this is what what my business is all about. It's about how do I make that world a better place? And mm-hmm. I do that by making sure that other people are successful. That's that's how I measure that mm-hmm. I am successful. So I want to make a difference to the people I work with. I want to give them confidence that they can be successful, that they can have the abundance that they want, that they are dreaming of, and along the way, effectively change their lives. And so I, I work mostly with, with two groups of people, which somehow actually I would put them all in, in the same group, which, which are all these creatives, but let's say they are maybe the slightly more artistic, creative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the others, I would say, but for me, they're all creatives, but I work, so I, w- I work with people in, for example, the music industry or the fashion industry, which I would say maybe is, is slightly more in that, in that bigger artistic side of it. But I work a lot as well with coaches and trainers and speakers. And what I'm doing ultimately is I'm giving them a way for them to launch their online business, but not in a random way. I want Mm -hmm. them to be able to launch their business while they are keeping their their true purpose. At the end of the day, I want them to be able to say, this is the reason why I'm launching these businesses, because it's going to be important to me ultimately, not because... Other people are doing it and they're being successful and I want to be exactly the same as them, not because I want to make a lot of money. Well, it could be, but at the end of the day, it needs to be aligned to their true purpose. 
And I think that's why I love working with creative entrepreneurs because there's a very strong link between their purpose, their passion, and the work they're doing at the end of the day. And I have quite a few people actually I'm working with, very interestingly enough, they come from very corporate backgrounds and suddenly from one day to another, they realize this is not actually what I really wanted to do. And they start discovering their passion. They start discovering their their purpose and they're deciding, well, I'm going to make a switch now because I want to do something that I love doing. I want to be able to say, I'm being my true self. I'm using my creativity and I'm living the life I truly love. Mm. How incredible, you know, because what happens when we step into purpose, and this isn't to say that everybody needs to monetize their purpose, but for the people who feel that strong draw, Mm. The difference that we can make in the world when we're full of love doing what we love, you know, and that may sound a little bit woo-woo, but there's so much science behind that, right? That that happiness and the difference that we can make and and the way that we show up, you know, if we're miserable and we're, you know, we think that we're stuck, that's we're not being our best selves. We're not coming and sharing our best selves with the world. And it's, you know, it's not healthy for us either mm-hmm. to be in that space. And, you know, so I love that you're able to do that. So you, do you have like courses online, like automated courses for coaching programs? And then like, does it, cause I work as a tiered system where then they can, they complete something and then they can work with you or how does one-on-one? Yeah, so I have, I I have a a number of things. So there is, there is a a whole self-paced course that in parallel as well as a bit of live components. So once a week, I, Mm -hmm. I really spend some time live with them to help them through the course. And then on the side, actually, I have a a number of things that are there as well and more that are coming up. Because one thing I've realized actually is that not everybody is in the same place and at the same rhythm and at the same time as well. So I have some people who are, you know what, I'm, I'm really stuck. I don't know how to put my story together. I don't really know what to offer and then how to launch it. So with these people, I would go through the whole thing, but others would say, well, you know what, actually, I really know my story well. I know where to start, but I'm struggling with automating things or I'm struggling with my mm-hmm. social media. We talked about the social media earlier on. I'm really struggling to, to get that momentum on, on creating my outreach program and, and getting to find my prospects and my clients using social media. So I have some of these elements as well that I bring in as part of that. And then helping them also automate the process because one thing that I've realized is very important, and I think that's that's common not just to the type of people I'm working with, but entrepreneurs in general, is we all have our strength. Mm-hmm. And there are those strengths, the, the ones we're good at, but they're also the ones that energize us. And these ones are probably more important even. And as an entrepreneur, well, unfortunately, we have to do everything at some point, especially at the beginning. I mean, as you said, unless you have a huge funding behind you, most of us, we cannot just spend money left, right and center on different things that where we're we're saying, well, this is not my strength. We have Mm -hmm. to make decisions. Yes, we will make some investments on some things. I got someone to do my logo for me because definitely I would not be able to do it. But I decided to do my own website because, well, I have to be careful at the beginning. And so what I wanted to say there as well is helping these people realize what are the things that energize them on the way that they 
can use to be able to do those things that are not necessarily coming naturally. Mm-hmm. A good example for me would be if I think about planning. Oh, and if we want, if we want to go even even to the to the next level down, let's take financial planning. Definitely not my strength. Definitely not something I enjoy, and it drains a lot of my energy. Mm. But I have to do it. So I needed to think about how can I use the other strength that do energize me and compensate or counterbalance some of these areas that are more difficult for me. And creativity is probably the the best example here. So I use my creativity. And when I do anything that is related to planning, I don't take a template from that I find online that is very formal. I will do something that would be very colorful, Uh, maybe with post-it notes, I would use the walls around my office, whatever. But I've done that balance between the two. So same as well with, with the people I tend to work with. It's about helping them find what are the things that they need support, what are the things that they are good at, and how do they balance all these different things together? Mm. I love that because then you're making something that would normally drain your energy more... Well, it needs to get done. So it becomes less of a have to and more of a, okay, I'm going to get this done. I get to do this. And what, and, you know, we could even take that a step further and say, once I'm done with this, it's done. And so now it's not mm-hmm. weighing on me. It's not sitting back there, you know, poking holes and draining my energy because it's not done because <laughs> it can be, it can do both, right? The things that we avoid, what we resist persists. So it's still there. Then it needs to get done. I love that. So you turn it into something that's creative and interesting. And, you know, I don't know, exciting might be a step too far. I'm not sure, but, you know, at least it's interesting, right? And, it, and, it's, not, and it's not draining your energy. I think right. at least that's the most important part because at the end of the day, that's, I think that's how we end up as well as, as entrepreneurs to go into that burnout because if you keep piling up all these elements that drain your energy. So Back to to your original question, I think what I've done then is I've created this program, which is a full program, but then I'm bringing in, I'm trying to bring in some small elements around it as well, where people might say, well, these areas, I'm fine with it, but these, I I would really need some help to be able to bring that energy back. And again, social media is always a very good example here because it has a little bit of all the elements. It has the creativity. You need to come up with something, but you'd also need to be very focused and do the planning and every day post something, for example. Then you need to make sure you do some research. So that's a different skill that you're using. And having someone that has all those skills at the same time is quite difficult to find. I don't think any of us will have all these skills. No. So if if I can jump in and say, well, I'm going to help you with this bit and this bit and this bit, because that's not your strength, but that's mine actually, and I'm I'm helping you on the way, then it's going to make their life easier. And they're going to be able to focus that mental energy on the things that are more important to them and the things that they are good at and that energizes them. Mm-hmm. And that's their expertise at the end of the day. That's wonderful. I mean, we all need that, right? And eventually, mm-hmm. eventually they'll get to a place, like if you're just starting, you do, and again, like we said, unless you're funded, you know, you most probably will be doing just about everything yourself. Something, if you really, really don't know how to do something, you can barter, <laughs> find yep. someone, you know, I, I built like a small bloggy website when I first started. And then I really needed something that worked differently. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that without 
probably, you know, ending up in a corner crying. And so hmm. I met someone who wanted to start their own business and who had the skill set of building websites. So we I coached her and helped her get her business rolling. And she built me my lovely second iteration, which was yep. much better than my first website and much more functional. I also knew what I needed by then, right? I didn't really know what I needed when I first started. Hmm. So to be able to, if you're, you know, if you don't have the resources available to hire someone to take over some of those things. You know, it's you know, in the coaching world, we call that reframing, but you're reframing, but you're also sort of reassigning your energy and you mm -hmm. can help people cut through that and see how, how to make that happen. That's, that's a huge service. That's amazing. That's really, yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm sitting here going, hmm, we might need to have another conversation <laughs> because, you know, what happens, you know, a lot of people might not be starting a new business necessarily, but they might be still adjusting you know, because at time of, of this interview, we are just after the new year in 2021, the world is still knee deep and elbow deep in COVID stuff. And there's a lot of businesses that have been hit hard and there's a lot of businesses that are really thriving. And so for people who maybe got stuck somewhere in the middle there, mm. this is a great opportunity to make some shifts and we may still not know where we're headed. But, you know, if you're in the creative world and you haven't completely gone online or you've gone online, but you feel like you're just throwing, you know, spaghetti at a wall, it would be great to have a conversation with you or for people to come and check out yeah, your definitely. courses. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day as well, I mean, for me, having this conversation is a very important part because everything that I've developed or designed or created at the end of the day, we were talking about actually doing what you love. I've done them for myself at first. I am my best client. If it works for me, I mean, the social media bundle that I have, it started with, I want to save myself some time. I want to simplify my life. So I put, it, I put myself together some templates that I can use. And then I thought, well, if it works for me, maybe it's going to work for other people. And that's how it became a viable product, but I did it for myself. So it's, it's my baby. And, and it was very important at first that it's, it works for me. Mm -hmm. And all those things that I've done, and that, back to what you were saying, I think having these conversations are very important to me as well. I love when people get to me and connect and, and because I'm going to get their feedback as well. Mm -hmm. And they might tell me, well, that works for you, but actually for me, I would need something slightly different and it would give me some new ideas. And this is how I grow some of the things are, um, I'm doing and some of the things I'm offering because I start to understand a little bit better what other people might need. But starting from that core thing that was actually done for myself. Mm -hmm. And and I love having that feedback, actually. Uh, one, one of the things for me that is the most important in life is, is my being able to learn new things day in, day out. I, yeah. I wouldn't live my life without that. <laughs> It yeah, gets, gets me distracted a little bit sometimes yeah, right. because I end up learning <laughs> things that are, I mean, launch me on the internet and I'm going to end up on a website that is completely unrelated to what I started with. This is what happens if I go on Facebook on my phone. Like when I, I, I associate my laptop with work and work for me is a good thing. But on my phone, I'll look at everybody's babies and puppies and kittens and funny memes and commentary. And then before I know it, I've been on for 45 minutes when I really told myself I was going on to, you know, post something that would be relevant for people or, you know, do a little <laughs> bit of research. And I'm like, but so I took the app off my phone and now I'm so much more 
focused, but yeah, beware the rabbit holes, like use timers, you put, put a post-it in the middle of your monitor that reminds you why you're there. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that entrepreneurs that we're so gifted at is, you know, being distracted by shiny objects and squirrels. So we really need to pay attention to, to being really intentional about how we use our time. But I, I love it. I think that's so what you're doing is supporting people and becoming their highest selves. I love that you're there to support coaches because, you know, I know how hard it is to grow a coaching business if you don't have someone cheering you on and and Mm -hmm. helping you see your way through. So again, I would imagine that in the various ways that you're there for people, that any, you know, coaches, regardless of where you're at, if you're a little bit stuck or if you're brand new, this is a great place to go for some, you know, really valuable information and support and and learning. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to talk today. I feel like we might need to talk again. I mean, we will talk again, but interview again, because it seems like you're making, you're noticing, this has been a, a common theme in the interviews I've been doing is that a lot of the people I've been talking to see a gap and figure out how to fill it, right? That mm-hmm. you, you're not a social media um, manager, but you learned how to fill a gap for your own self and you realized that you can support people with that. So you created exactly. a, a product for people, which I think is great. Exactly. And and with the, the creative entrepreneurs as well was was the same. I mean, maybe even even worse sometimes than than coaches, because a lot of coaches, a number of coaches might come from a slightly more corporate background mm-hmm. or have done things that are slightly similar in, in a corporate environment. So they have a little bit of that business acumen, but with artists and very creative entrepreneurs, it's even more difficult because they come in with their passion and the gap might be even bigger sometimes actually. And yes, actually, when, again, we're talking about social media, they might be very good in the creation of something that they post on social media, but actually everything that comes behind and maybe some of the science about how do you automate some of these things and how do you grow the followers, it's a very different skill as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very interesting, actually, to see that actually all these professions have some very strong similarities when it comes to launching their business mm-hmm. um, because we do it with, I think we do it. That's the, that's the keys. I think we do it with the heart. And actually when we launch the business as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of the head that is being used, which is not necessarily what we want to spend our time doing. Right. For a lot of people, those kinds of details can be very draining. And so mm-hmm. again, you know, learning how, So when I talk about like time management, energy management, I talk about this idea that balance is such, it's a farce. (laughs) The word balance implies that everything's sort of 50-50 and staying Mm. in the middle. So I actually just use the word harmony, right? We're creating a harmony. So if we're working, we're going to be spending more time at work than we do other things. So our time is out of balance, but we're in harmony with our beliefs and and our desires and our our, beliefs. intentions and principles and all the commitments that we've made. So you're supporting people in striking that balance, but it's really harmony, right? That Mm. that they're able to, to align, stay in alignment with who they are and with what they really want and still get it done. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you're running a business, you got to get stuff done. (laughs) You just have to, you know, no stuff done, no paycheck. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And we can say, oh, you know, money's not the most important thing, but if we're doing something for a living, then of course we need to be monetizing it. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. You, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and I want to respect your time and, and all of that, but I, I hope that we can talk again, like maybe a few months down the road, have another interview and see what else Definitely. you're up to, because we it sounds either. like you've got your finger on the pulse and you're, you're doing great things. So I would love to be able to bring you back and share that with our listeners. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that, would, that, that would be with pleasure. Awesome. I love it. Well, can you share with us three tips? They can be mindset. They can be business. Anything that will support people in their entrepreneurial mm -hmm. pursuits. I think actually, so one that comes to mind first is probably about, I don't know how I would phrase it, but maybe mastering your story. I think it's something that is very, very important as uh, as an entrepreneur. Actually, even, even bigger than that for anyone, entrepreneur or not, to kind of really understand where you're coming from and where, you, where you've been, what you've been through, what is your journey, what has helped you become who you are right now. Because through mastering that story, this is, I think, how we can create a better connection with people. We can create better relationships. And I should probably say maybe like truer relationships even that are not relying just on your abilities and your qualifications, but those relationships that are built on trust and they would make mm -hmm. the whole difference in the long term because, well, as you said, as entrepreneurs, at the end of the day, we, we want to sell something. We want to sell our product. We want to sell our services. This is our ultimate result. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to do it to, to someone who is out there. But they will, these people, they will want to understand how they can relate to you before they actually make that move and decide, yeah, this is something that is good for me. And the only way to do it, I think, is to create that connection and that relation, that trustful relationship with the person in front of you. And so one of the things I, I've stopped doing is I never, ever start introducing myself with somehow my qualifications. This is the thing that we do so easily, actually, to do that and say, I am a whatever my title is, a success coach. I am, uh, I mean, for those who, who know about um, the International Code Federation, I would probably say things like I'm a professional certified coach. But these are the kind of things I don't say anymore. I will start probably with, um, I have a wife, I have two kids that I love. I love traveling. I love creating new things and discovering and learning day in, day out because suddenly it creates a very different connection. Mm -hmm. And I think people start thinking, oh, I'm a little bit similar to that person. I want to mm -hmm. hear more about what they can do. And then I can start talking about um, what I can achieve as results, how I can help people. So I think that's probably one of the things that, um, that I would say is, is, uh, is, an, is an important thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. The second one, I think I'm probably going to relate to, to one of the things we talked about before, which is just to, to go ahead and do things, to keep things simple, not to spend too much time questioning ourselves whether it's the right thing to do or not, but just go ahead and move forward. Because at the end of the day, that step-by-step -step we talked about before is going to make the, the whole difference in, in the long term. Mm. And then the last one probably is about again, may relates a lot to some of the things we talked about, but it's about really doing the things you love at the end of the day mm -hmm. and really focusing on these, these kind of strong, energizing strength that we have that actually will make the difference in the long term as well, because that, that passion 
and that drive will actually help us overcome any kind of fear or any kind of challenge or hurdle that we're going to get on the way. I think that's probably my three pieces of um, whatever we'd call them advice or ideas. That's wonderful. And it comes back to, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be in the world? How do you want to show up? What's important to you? You know, coming back to our values, coming back to center. Um, This is, I do believe that these are like, the, the tips that everyone has been sharing in these interviews have all been coming back to values, coming back to center, mm-hmm. that these are really the tips. These are the keys to our success. All of the other stuff, the mechanics of business is of course very important, especially where law and taxes are concerned. You know, there's stuff that we really, that we must do. Yep. The rest I think is so much more about tapping into your passion, bringing your strengths forward, inviting mm-hmm. people. And it doesn't matter what you do, right? Inviting people to, to join you on a journey that can support them and being their best selves. And this could be, you could be selling widgets or you could be providing coaching. It doesn't really matter because anything that we do can support people in improving their lives and their businesses. Mm-hmm. So these are great tips. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, maybe, I have... Maybe if, I, if I was to share one that is maybe a little bit more technical is to, mm-hmm. to try and automate as much as possible, which yes. would relate somehow to doing what you love because what it does is it allows you to focus on the right things that are important to you. And there are so many amazing tools on the market these days. And and even when you're starting as an entrepreneur and then maybe your budget is not very high, there's actually a lot of things that are very cheap. Yeah. So having those connections you were talking about as well before and kind of barter or sharing ideas with other people. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who would bring amazing ideas on, oh, I've tried this and it works really well for me. So thinking smartly as well and using these kind of small nuggets and pieces of software that enable you to to simplify your life, I think is probably a good one as well to have on the list. Yes, I agree. And Get that going before you think you need it because it's really hard to catch up yes. with it. Yeah. That would be, I would, I agree. That would be one of the first things, you know, and there's a lot of, if you haven't monetized part of your business yet, there's free versions. They may have limited function, but it's a mm-hmm. great start. And yeah. you can always, you know, because if you've got $9.99, $12.99, $14.99 here, there, and everywhere, it starts to add up. But if you're, if you be, so be really strategic about where you're, mm-hmm where you're starting with that. But I agree. Yeah. Automate as much as possible, especially for creatives, because a lot of this detailed stuff is what can drag people down. Mm, Yeah. That's a great, that was a a very nice addition. (laughs) Very important. Yeah. Well, I would love for people to be able to find you. I'm sure that there are people listening right now who are thinking I need to, I need to get in touch with this guy. So what are the best places for us to find you? And I'll, I'll put all links in the show notes, but for people who want to hear. Sounds good. Well, I think probably the best, uh, well, on social media, actually, I'm spending more and more time on it, especially on Instagram, for example, but also email. Email is always a, a good one to to get in touch with me because it would come directly directly to me as well okay so people can definitely definitely mail me directly awesome so what's your instagram handle i'll put it in the notes too but so people for people who are listening so it's uh, creative.minds.unleashed so creative.minds.unleashed got it and your email and the email would be julian the French way, J-U-L-I-E-N 
at creativemindsunleashed.com. Wonderful. Well, Julian, this has been so wonderful and I'm excited to, to hear how your new year take where it takes you and what's going on and also what other gaps you see and how you fill them. It's really fun. It's cool, right? We were, as we were um, kind of, before we started recording, we were talking about how much we both, you know, so very much love social media and how we work around our resistance to spending time mm-hmm. there. And I love that you have created a bundle for people to support them because, you know, we cannot possibly be alone in this if this is how we feel you know, as no, people who love to make connections. And so, you know, when you, when you see a gap and you create something for it to fill it, I think that's amazing. I'm sure you're going to do more of that as the year mm-hmm. goes on. So I look forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I have lots of ideas, actually. <laughs> I have to sometimes uh, push myself down a little bit and say, let's take things one at a time. But mm-hmm. uh, Well, this is yeah. the squirrels and shiny if, objects if was, thing, right? <laughs> if I was follow- if I, yeah, exactly. If I was following my instincts, I would be doing lots of things in all directions. Um, but then... <laughs> Then there's the slightly more business person or part of my brain that goes, okay, calm down a little bit. And my yeah. wife helped a lot as well for that. Um, like, to, remind, to remind me to be creative, but uh, be reasonable as well. <laughs> right. As I like to tell people, follow your heart and bring your brain with you. <laughs> you know, don't talk yourself out of things that you really feel passionate about, but you're right. Like we need to, like, I get lots of ideas too. So I'll write them down. This is a great tip. We didn't even know we were going there. And decide, you know, well, what's the one that I could move on first, right? Or as like Oprah says, what's the next best step? So if I have an idea and I really want to do it, then what do I need to do? Like what's really required of me to get this out there to the world? If I'm starting something new or creating a new product or a new service or something like that. So remember that. There's your tip number five. (laughs) Bring your your logical brain along to consult occasionally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this has been so great. And I thank you so much for your time and for coming and for sharing your gifts with the world as we need you. So I'm really, really glad that you're here and just thankful that you were able to come today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me as well. It was really, really nice conversation. I really enjoyed it. My pleasure. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.